Welcome to The Coaching Circle, a podcast where we explore the world of coaching, business and personal evolution with me, NLP Master Trainer, Coach and your host, Tony Everard. Inspiring conversations and deep dives into every aspect of your coaching and wellbeing business with experts in their field to help you stand out as the expert in yours. Get ready, let's go. In this episode of The Coaching Circle, we're going to be talking about how opening to the medicine of storytelling can heal. And I'm really excited for this conversation because every coach and well-being practitioner that I've ever met has a real-life story of how they came about you know, wanting to help the people that they do. Uh, but for many, though, you know, knowing or learning how to share that story or even having the courage to can be a real challenge. And so I am super excited for our guest today. Nikki Vox believes the magic of conversation is real and that each unique voice is the cornerstone of facilitating healing, change and transformation. And she calls herself the podcasting priestess, working with clients to connect more intimately with their audience via digital media marketing. She's got an extensive background in radio and, a, and she's a very passionate soul-led entrepreneur and there's so much more I could share about Nikki's wealth of experience, but I'm going to give her the stage to share this story today. And so welcome to the Coaching Circle, Nikki Box. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I love coming on and sharing the potency that storytelling can be, especially when it comes to, you know, getting up our message across as business owners. Yeah, it's super exciting. I'm. This is something I'm really passionate about because, you know, in NLP, there's a lot about language and telling metaphors and, and really the, the difference that you can make with people conversationally through stories. And so I'm really super excited to hear your take on this and how you've used it and your experience. So Nikki, tell me or tell us a bit about, you know, how did you come about or what led you to start your business? And, you know, why is it really important to you about what it is that you do? Now we're going back. Um, how did I start my business? Oh, that's a really good question. I started my business through starting my own podcast, to be honest, like you were alluding to before. I come from a background in radio. So I worked for commercial stations across South Australia and Victoria. And there I really got like a firsthand view around just how to like present. I was a presenter and the power that conversation can make, right? And so from there, I became a mum and quickly became a single mum. My son was five weeks old when I parted ways with his dad. And so I really was lost and I felt completely fucking broken. <laughs> and yeah. I was looking for a way to heal my brain, um, heal myself and feel like connected again, I think to this new identity that was forming, which I really wasn't sure about just yet. Right. Like you, I always like in motherhood, like you walk into this forest and you kind of, you can't ever go back the way that you came. Yeah. <laughs> like forever change. And so I really needed women who had walked the path before me to share their wisdom and their, you know, so that I could almost um, connect in with the power of their transformation. And so through that, I obviously was always really great at interviews and I knew I could start my own podcast. I wasn't resourced enough to sort of do months and months of therapy or anything like that. And I was like, well, I know what I can do. <laughs> 
I can start my own podcast and have epic conversations with, you know, other light beings. So that's what I did. I started um, my podcast and I spoke and reached out to women who inspired me, women who I knew would inspire others who were feeling like me. And slowly, bit by bit, I transformed myself through the power of conversation and helped, you know, now I'm up to 14,000 downloads and 71 episodes later. And yeah, so from that, my business was born, really. <laughs> but that's at the the essence of everything I do is the power of conversation because you can have, especially I feel like when you're in those moments of deep identity shift right where you feel like you're not who you were but you're not quite who you are wanting to be yet and you're kind of in this void right you're in this space of like um needing to kind of hang on to or anchor to something that's bigger and more powerful than you the power of conversation really helps us heal in those moments you know we can have like quick aha moments where something someone will say something and you'll be like oh I've never thought about it like that. I've never seen it that way. And really when we're growing and evolving, right, we're changing the lens that we see the world through. We're growing and evolving and up-leveling that, becoming the best versions of ourselves. So, so yeah, that's where, that's where the magic of conversation lies for me and why I'm so passionate about it. I think there needs to be more women voices in media and in podcasting and, you know, just in the world in general. <laughs> Yeah, I hundred percent agree. And I love what you were saying there, Nikki, because you know, a big um a big drive around me launching this podcast, the coaching circle, is is to get other people on who are coaching or they're in that space of businesses to share their stories because it is, it's like there's a big identity shift that happens when you start a business, you know, whether it started happening before or during or whenever. It is. And and just being able to hear other people's experience and how they've gotten through it and the challenges that they have, it does. It just makes, you know, the journey so much easier for, for everyone, I think. So that's that's amazing. I love that. Yeah, like visually you kind of look like it. I always look at it like there's someone always on the path ahead of you that can kind of hold the light, right? And then hand the button back to you. And sometimes it's literally just like a quick, you know, 10 minute conversation that you'll have someone with at a networking event or in a mastermind group or listening to a podcast. You like you're listening to someone speak and you're like, yeah, you're just like, oh, I've never thought about it like that. And then it can kind of drop in. And then if it's a, if it's resonant with you and you feel it as a truth in your body, then you kind of, you know, go about sort of shifting everything internally and transforming into understanding that as a truth for you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Fantastic. And so um, I guess let's talk a little bit. I'd love to know, you know, your take, um, Nikki, on and because it's one thing where we're talking about these stories and how they're healing and those kinds of things, which is absolutely true. You know, I love that. But how do we then kind of shift that into like a marketing perspective? Because this is one of the things that I, I've found because I work with a lot of, especially female um, coaches and wellbeing practitioners that are moving from being in a job space to being in a business. And, you know, some of the biggest obstacles they can have is around sales and marketing and seeing too salesy or, or you know, you know, doing all this kind of stuff. So what's your take on marketing and how you can use storytelling in that, in a very authentic kind of way? Mm -hmm. um, I don't know whether, I, I don't want to get too woo, but the way that like I find the easiest way to access it, right, is if you kind of sit down and you have like a meeting with your soul, right, you sit down and it, you don't have to do it that way. You can do it however you kind of get in touch with the essence of you. And I tell my clients all the time, 
sit down and you kind of map out like a timeline of your life, right? And if you've got, everyone has anchor points of the age that they were and a massive transformation or change period that they went through. And we have multiples in our lifetimes, right? And there's always something we believed before and then something we believe after that change, that, that shift point, right? Where it's almost like you're kind of upgrading. So if you get a piece of paper or you can get a mind map or however you want to do it, and you kind of, you can even do it on your, you know, on your laptop, on a Google sheet or whatever, and you kind of map out, okay, this is a point where, you know, for instance, me, when I had my son and I left his father, and that was a massive point of transformation for me. Another mm -hmm. one would be when I started my business and the, the upgrades that I had to go through. And then you kind of identify the elements around that story, which are unique to you and what they taught you. So what was the life lesson that you learned? What was the belief that shifted? What was the um, circumstances? And I know I just want to kind of preface this by saying a lot of the things that kind of happen in people's lives, they can involve other people, right? So if you need to convey that story, but you need to de-identify people, de-identify them rather than them being an ex-husband or a you know or a best friend they can be your sister's you know like your sister's best friend or your cousin from another state or your aunties you know there's always mm -hmm. ways that we can convey a story whilst kind of um, talking to the relationship if it's dependent on a relationship between two people and what's happened there or um, you know just to sort of get that across because People learn through story. We learn so much more rather than giving someone a blueprint or a checklist or a roadmap, whatever, you know, those things we can intellectually understand, but there's a disconnect between intellectually understanding it and embodying that lesson and understanding it deeply. You know, mm. for instance, if we're having this podcast conversation and someone's listening to it, pick, you know, 10 different people can pick up 10 different things from this one conversation that we have through the through the power of story through you know different ways that we're talking about dynamics and relationship and things that we've been through and all that kind of stuff so that's why storytelling is really important and to sort of identify those identity shifts and those transformation points in your life so that then you kind of know the three or four dot points that you kind of want to transform into marketing messaging on your social media, on your podcast, on like being on a guest, whatever it is, whatever channel you're using, email marketing, just, to, you know, depends on what you kind of want to go for. Um, and then around that, you can kind of then flesh out, um, flesh out the story and tell the story and you'll get better and better at telling the story and being more succinct and more and giving more context and clarity around that story, the more that you do it. You know, none of us start off perfect. If you go back and listen to my first episode, it's shit. <laughs> I was like very vulnerable, very raw. I probably cried five times. Everyone's first is 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 not is not the greatest. You know what I mean? We grow and evolve naturally over time. So that's my other advice: is just just start. You know, you're you're never afraid to have a conversation in real life. So why would you be afraid to start telling your story? You know, you know, in front of other people or for the benefit of other people, you know, it always comes back to me, the impact that you're going to make. And if you can change just one life, isn't that what we're all here for? Yeah. You know, yeah. Absolutely. And and there's so much that I love about what you just spoke about then, because, you know, I know like, and especially the de-identifying, right? Because yes, telling our own personal stories um, can really aid in, in you know, building rapport and those kinds of things as well. But sometimes, um, you know, you don't mind want to make it all about you or as well, you need to like remove, you know, identification from that 
And, and this is the important thing about stories, right? Is like exactly what you said, it's mapping across what were the, like, what were the characters, what were the relationships, what were the learnings, you know, and then it leads to um, access of resources, right? Essentially, that's, that's a metaphor. And so sometimes having it a little bit removed from you actually helps because you're talking about embodying it, right? It's like the unconscious mind creating those connections rather than you doing it logically. So like it makes so much sense. It's so good. Yeah. And we, I just feel like as humans, we understand it so much better when it's told in story form, because we can always resonate with a particular person in the story or a particular aspect of it. Do you know what I mean? So that's why it serves so many more people when you tell a story rather than when you try to just give a fact or, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? It just, it, I feel like when you can, especially in the medium of podcasting, podcasting is built on intimacy. You are creating an intimate relationship with your audience because people are listening one at a time, right? Mm-hmm. And so in order for you to be able to do that effectively, you need to speak to an audience of one and you need to, you know, share who you are. And by you uh, expressing part of the experiences that you've had in your life, you attract the people that really need to be in your orbit and have you know want to learn the things that you have to teach and then you repel the people who you can't serve which is what we all want right (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah exactly I think that's one of the biggest things that I work with some of my clients around as well is that just being visible and showing up it's just like the people who don't like it or don't agree with you or whatever they're not your clients like don't even worry about them right yeah Yes, 100%. And, you know, yes, obviously there's a big fear about being cancelled and there's also a big fear about, like, people kind of saying negative comments to you online, but really, truly, like, that is more about them than it is about you. Mm. And if you're triggering someone else, that is their story, you know, and it's not, you know, if someone's got nothing better to do than sit on freaking social media all day and write crap about someone, then, you know, like they're not in the arena with you. You're in the arena. You're yeah. going through the things. Your 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 impact and your influence is bigger than that one person who has something to say. Yeah, absolutely. And I, do you know what? I think from my personal experience, I don't know. I'd, I'd love to know if you've had this, but I I've found that actually going through the experience where someone talks negatively about you on social media. It, it like it gets rid of it as being a problem. Like I, I remember once I posted something on LinkedIn and this person I've never met commented on there something about, it was just a quote by like Maya Angelou or something like that. And he started having a go at me about, I'm telling people how to think and I, I don't have any real qualifications and all this kind of stuff, right? And I was just like, and like, first of all, I was kind of like, oh, yeah. oh my God. And then I was like, hey, like who even is this person? And I, and I literally said that to him. I'm like, hey, look, you know, um, I, I'm not sure what, what you're basing this on because we've never met. Um, I'm pretty sure none of my clients or students would agree with you, but you know what? All the best. Yeah. Um, and, and that was it. It was gone and it was done and I didn't die. Yes, I know. Isn't that the best lesson to learn? Yeah. Like when, when it's like your worst fear comes true and you're like, oh, I didn't die and it's okay. And it actually wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Like, you know, you can, and I feel like that almost gives you uh, extra inner power too. And like, oh, I can, I can do hard things and it makes you more determined to show up in even bigger ways. Yeah. And, and I think you learn to trust yourself in, in how you will deal with that situation. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, cool. Uh, this is so good, Nikki. I, I'd love to know. Like, I, I mean, I know that you you run some amazing programs, and and like I've 
like had heaps of your content that I've gone through. It's it's amazing. And I, I'll, I'll make sure there's some links to, to these things that you have out because your, your downloads and things are really cool. Um, but I would love to know, like, do you have any really simple tips or, or thoughts around, you know, if someone's going to be starting a podcast, you know, like what are the, what are the things that they know they need to get over or they can just get started with that is really easy? Um, the biggest thing I would say is that everyone hates their voice. So don't let that stop you. Everyone thinks everyone's scared of failure and has imposter syndrome come up and procrastinate like the amount of, you know, you're an NLP practitioner, right? Like how much, how much do you see your clients? Like all their stuff comes up, right? When they're like going through it. So when I work with clients and I do like my podcast in your pocket package, inevitably something will come up, they'll lose their voice, they'll get sick, their computer breaks down, their tech stops working, you know, all like all of these circumstances so that they can work through all that fear, right? Because the fear is, oh my God, I'm sharing myself in this new way. I'm standing on my soapbox. People are going to shoot me down. Um, especially in Australia, we have that, you know, like tall poppy syndrome kind of thing. Whereas, so what I really coach my clients is it's not about you. <laughs> this is about the people that you're the people that you're serving this is about the message that you're sharing when we go into that voice that inner critic we're making it about us we're making it mm -hmm. about um what people think about us whereas what you i i know it to be true for every single client of mine who has started a podcast you know, they're not starting the podcast for them they're starting a podcast to get the message out there because this is free yeah. content that they wish they had had access to when they started out or when they were in the shit or when they were whatever it is whatever their like their business is so my message is always like just flip that script and think about you know and 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 later on in your podcasting journey look you're going to get messages and emails about like oh my god that episode changed my life and that validation will be really important for you like I remember the first time um, a business coach, she was a money coach, reached out to me and she said that one of her clients, she passed on an episode and one of her clients had written one of my quotes like up on her wardrobe so she could read it every day. And that was like a huge moment of mine, right? And I was just like, that's exactly why I did it. You know, when I felt completely broken and lost and I was a new mom and I didn't know what I was going to do or what was happening to me, right? I just knew that someone else would be feeling like me and I didn't want them to feel alone. And I didn't want some, yeah. them to feel like they were the only ones. And so like, that's huge, right? And when you go back to, you know, you go back to, if you want to, in marketing speak, go back to your why. What's the impact that you want to make? Why are you doing this? You know, and, and what is that giving you? Because that is the part that spurs you on to kind of be brave and take the step and, and go and go next level. Um. What else would I say about starting a podcast? It's never about the tech. Like, you know, you can literally start a podcast on your iPhone. Anchor is a really great free app you can use if you are, are a startup and you have very little resources. Anchor is a free app that you can use and you can just use your iPhone to start it. Like they, they've got royalty-free music in there and all that kind of stuff. You can just put something together really quickly um, to get content out there. You'll never run out of content. <laughs> it's another huge <laughs> myth. I see people like, oh, what am I going to run out of things to say? Like my advice there is you never run out of conversations to have with people. You're never going to run out of content. And even if you do feel like you've done the content, there's going to be new people that come into your audience that need you to reiterate some things or to say it a different way. Um, so, yeah, so that's also a big myth that I see. What else? What else would I say? 
You know, I just want to say on, you know, the first thing you said about people when they go to start and then, you know, they have tech problems or they get sick or things happen, you know, this happens all the time. Like I know, like I run NLP trainings, right? I certify coaches and, you know, I can train people to teach NLP. Like I've done that much training in this space. And when people are coming to do a training, they have so many fears about facing their own staff um, and if they will pass and if they can pass the test and if other people who will be there and blah, 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 that they create staff, right? And, and I think it's really important to know this because if you're a coach, if you're a wellbeing practitioner, if you're a trainer, if you're running programs, this happens. People create chaos in their life when they're fearful, right? And if this is you, no, it is not a sign that you shouldn't be doing it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right, like that is that is the thing. People go, it must be a sign, right? No, it's a sign that you're fearful. That's all it's a sign of. Yes, we are like meaning-making machines and stop making it mean that you should stop, like, that you shouldn't do it. Start making it mean that this is the breakthrough to my next level and I'm looking fear in the face and I'm not going to listen to you and I'm going to like shut my ego up and keep going with my soul guidance, you know what I mean? Like with what you truly want. Like, because when you tune in to what you are, what it is that you want, like whatever goal that is, and I'm training, starting a podcast, whatever. When you really tune into what you want, the fear voice disappears and the and the strength to take the next step yeah. really does like pull you know you know give you momentum to go forward so yeah <laughs> we are making machines for sure <laughs> oh absolutely and you know one of the the things that I I heard that I always remember it, it, which is really powerful is danger is real fear is not yeah right yeah. like it's so simple yeah if you're not in danger yeah like, you're gonna be okay yeah, it's funny that you say that. I used to, at this um, house that I used to live in with like a housemate before I had my son, I had this quote on like on our back kind of wall or whatever. And it said, fear is um, fear is something like, fear is your way of knowing that you're going to the next level unless you're in physical danger. And I was like, that's, yeah. you know, and I, heard, I was listening to Amanda Francis today and I love her. And she was talking about like, our brains are meant to, they're wired to keep us safe, right? Like yeah. we need to have that wiring. So we don't, don't make that bad either. We need that wiring to not walk down dark alleys or step out in front of a car when we're crossing a road or whatever it is, they're real life situations that we need that part of our brain for. And also a lot of the time, it's just a voice that's telling us to stay safe and we can override that. It's a choice that we get to make, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Well, and, and it is, we, we have fight and flight, right? That's our natural instincts that keep us safe. We have our intelligence that keeps us safe. Fear. Yeah. To get to the curb. Yeah, definitely kick it to the curb. Yeah. Um, we were talking about tips. Was there anything else? I feel like I was going to say one more and now I've kind of, it's flown out of my head. It, it, it's coming back to you. Nikki, I can hear it zooming back in. Yeah. Um, my advice would be if you're like, if you're nervous to start a podcast, the easiest way to do it is to interview. Do you know what I mean? Like interviewing is a really, it can be really good in terms of serving you to let go of that fear slowly and gently because you're interacting with someone else while you're starting a podcast. And so you can interview people. And also from a strategic point of view, you know, you're going to have someone who's sharing your podcast episodes, like if they're different interviews. So that's like probably my other biggest 
tip in terms of like, if you feel like, oh gosh, I don't know whether I could do all solo episodes, you know, pepper a lot of interviews in there and then just start off by doing a couple of little solo ones and they don't have to be long. You know, you don't have to do long episodes. You can do really short, snappy kind of episodes. Um, it just depends on like what your kind of flow is. But yeah. my, my other advice is don't don't write it down and read it out. Just like hit record, you know, and if you're doing it on Zoom and you're just doing a solo episode, turn the video off. <laughs> That's what I love about podcasting the most out of anything is because you don't have to have your hair done. You don't have to put a face on. You don't have to even be in normal clothes. You can be in your pajamas and roll out of bed and record an episode um, and it can be the, like the most gold content when you actually look like, you know, a, a, I don't know what, <laughs> a mum who's got, you know, a little newborn baby. But um, yeah, like that's, that, that's my advice is just turn the video off and just record yourself, you know, and don't listen to your voice back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. By the time you get to the fifth episode, I promise you, you'll find a groove. I promise you, you'll feel different about recording. Um, it's just that zero to five episodes that you feel like a bit clunky and a little bit awkward and you don't know whether you're doing it right and all those kind of questions will come up, but you'll find your flow after episode five and it will start to feel good. You'll get natural inspiration and it will just start to flow. I promise. I promise you. <laughs> amazing. Amazing. I love those tips. Well, this has been amazing, Nikki. And I would love to know because, you know, like I said, this is podcast is really about helping other people that are in business and, and working in the coaching space and stuff. And I, I would love to know what has been your biggest challenge in business? What's been my biggest challenge in business? Oh, there's like so many things. I think believing in myself, to be honest, like, you know, and, and viewing, you know, what's been my biggest challenge in business, viewing the unique gifts and talents that I have as, um, as worthy, <laughs> as worthy yeah. of, you know, like I remember starting out and thinking like, doesn't everybody know how to do this? And, and coaches saying to me like, no, Nikki, <laughs> we don't yeah. know how to do this, you know? And I, cause I was, I thought that I was like, how is someone going to pay me to do this? Doesn't everybody know? But like understanding and learning all of my training in radio, my career in media, like has all brought me to here, do you know, and plus my life experience. So yeah, I've got a really unique, um, really unique gifts and talents when it comes to presenting and podcasting and audio in general. And so I think, yeah, that's probably been my biggest challenge is understanding that and really believing that and then yeah. kind of up-leveling my income, you know, as I go and healing my relationship with money. I'm going to be real, like healing my relationship with money. I started my business because I needed flexibility. I wanted, I was a single mom. I wanted to be there for every excursion and for school pick up and drop off. And this was the only way I could do it. So, you know, I really had to stick my neck out and do things that made me feel deeply uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. um, you know I think aside from having kids starting a business is the biggest personal development course you'll ever do <laughs> yes yes 100 percent. it's like it's it's incredibly rewarding and every day every day I am thankful and celebrate the flexibility and the freedom that I have in my life um, and that my days are my own and that I do work that I deeply love and that I feel like on purpose and in passion every single day yeah, that is amazing. You know, I, and I have to agree with you. I'm I'm right there. Like when I started my business, I was a single mom, 
you know, like I left my job and went broke really quickly and was in panic and had to get another job and hated it. And like, you know, did the whole thing and had to do a lot of work around my money story and sales and marketing and all that kind of stuff, you know. So, I, you know, I really believe that business is part of our spiritual journey because, you know, making money is very much around manifesting and creating in the physical realm, right? And the more people you help, the more money that you make, you know, it's all part of that journey. So, you know, I think if you're if you're really invested in your own personal development, <laughs> starting a business will put you in it and get you aware of stuff you didn't even know was going on. A hundred percent. And I love that piece about like, you kind of spoke to like healing your nervous system, you know, like I think healing my nervous system is a really important part of me being able to like open to receiving more income and healing my, you know, healing my relationship to money. And also like, I feel like it kind of accelerates, like business accelerates, like you almost have like your identity kind of dies and you re redo them over and over and over again, right? It's like having new babies. You become a new mom every time you have a new baby, you know, like it's kind of like one of those things. And I think you need to have this willingness to... Um, for it all to be burnt to the ground in the best possible way, although you're not starting at the beginning. Like I remember very vividly working with a coach last year and she said to me, Nikki, if it all went away tomorrow, you wouldn't be starting from the beginning, you know, and I'm getting goosebumps now because you have gained so much knowledge and so many skills and so many, you know, and there'll be different seasons of life where you need to do different things, right? Like I'm not saying my business is going to look like this forever, but I really think just be willing to like, you know, in terms of, okay, now what do I want that I got this, you know, and I like now, now where do I want to go now? What do I want to heal now? What I want to look at, you know, I think all of those things kind of serve you. And it's really about understanding that um, I don't know about for you, but for me personally, especially tied into that money piece and pricing and sales, it was really about like me being deeply provided for and trusting that the universe had my back and then also being able to do that for my clients. Like no, I know that I can deliver, I deliver massive results mm -hmm. and, you know, and yeah, I'm one of the best to work with. So yes. <laughs> yeah, is, you know, but yeah. getting here is like, that feels, it feels sticky and it feels like, Oh, sometimes like, Oh, do I have to do this again? <laughs> yeah. I saw, you know what? I saw this great thing. I've I've started following this guy called Danny Morell. I think his name oh, is. Oh yes, I love yeah. him. Yeah, I, I've come across him. I'm sure a while ago, but he's just come back into my kind of, um, you know, sphere. And he was saying, I watched this. Um, I think it was on TikTok, and he said, you know, like money is energy. Yes, yes. He goes, and your energy, right? So that he goes, that means you are money. Yeah. There is no separation. No. So you can't run stories about money being bad if you yes. recognize that it's you, that yes. you are money. And oh, I was like, 100%. oh, yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah, and sometimes, look, I think sometimes we can get caught up going from like a place of lack to like immediate overflow, whereas I find if I can get to a place of neutrality, that neutrality deeply stirs me. And sometimes I have to hang out there for a little while before then I can go into like the overflow. But I think neutralizing those things um, is like a huge part of growth, huge, and will yeah. serve you so well. Yeah, yeah, amazing, amazing. Uh, well, Nikki, I feel like we could we could talk for hours about this stuff. I have to get you on another time. Um, but I I would love to know, you know, how how can best people find you? Where do, where can we find you? 
Yeah, so I hang out a lot on Instagram at underscore Nikki Vox underscore. Um, you can, like, I've got heaps of free content there. I've got a couple of um, freebies that we'll have in the show notes. So there's yeah. a link to a podcast planner that's like super, like you said before, there's a lot of value in there. Like, it's not just like a couple of little things. There's like lots of resources, some videos, heaps of bonuses, um, and it really, I'm really proud of that because I, I love that so much. If you're wanting to start a podcast, it's really the perfect place to start because it gets you to sit down and really think about and plan out and tap into your why around podcasting so that when you have those moments of fear come up, you kind of, you've already got that anchor that can kind of move you through and keep the momentum going. Um, I love that offering um, and it's free. So make sure that you use the code on the sales page. Um, and as also I'm giving you the guest speaker guide um, which is another freebie I've got, which is all about if you're not ready to kind of dive in and start your own podcast yet, you can um, still leverage podcasts as a medium. So how do you like reach out and pitch to podcasts? Um, how like, you know, how do you create a media kit and all that kind of stuff so that you can, yeah, spread the word that way? Because I feel like, you know, I don't know about you, but like having conversations is so much easier than trying to like write sales posts and, and do salesy things. Whereas if I can show up and have a conversation heart to heart, soul to soul with someone, it's so much easier. So yeah, I always pick the easy route. <laughs> that path of least resistance. I love it. Um, and look, definitely get around Nikki and her content. It is amazing. I'm, um, you know, highly recommend that if you're interested in podcasting, check out, um, you know, what she has there. She's a great source of information and, uh, and knowledge and fun. And she's a pretty cool person as well. You can, you can tell from this interview. So, you know, speaking of which, Nikki, I would love to know because, you know, I know um, as a business owner myself for the last eight years and, you know, other people that get deep into the business, it can become a whole focus of your life. So um, what do you do for fun, Nikki? What do I do for fun? Uh, to be honest, I love getting out in nature, like going for hikes and getting out in nature, either whether it's around the, I live by the River Torrens here down at Henley yeah. Beach. I love walking around the river um, or I love doing like the um, winter track at Waterfall Gully. Um, that always just it's a massive resetter for me you know like sometimes I need a bit of time out especially away from my computer away from my phone um, I think that can like deeply serve me for sure um, what else do I do for fun I love hanging out with my partner or my son we did tree climb a couple of weeks ago you want to talk about facing your fears oh my god I ah. hate it I hate them and I was like but it was good because I had my little boy there he's seven and I had to like show up and like show him like, you know, we can, we can do this. We can be fearful and do this. So um, I'm really proud of us for doing that. Cause I was like, some of them are real high. <laughs> and I was like, ah, but I had to go first because he was kind of watching me. So it was really cool. Um, so yeah, like things like that. I think yeah. generally if I'm in nature, I'm a pretty happy soul as long as I've got my people around me. And um, that's not to say I don't love my alone time either. Sometimes it is Netflix and chill by myself with no one in the house and a bag of Maltesers just so I can get <laughs> my sanity back. <laughs> love it. Love it. 
Fantastic. Well, Nikki Vox, thank you so much for coming on the Coaching Circle podcast. Um, you know, it's been great hearing all about your stories and you've you've shared so much, uh, you know, great tips and wisdom and experience and I really appreciate you being here. Um, and of course, I'm going to put all the links to the things in the show notes for people to get around you. Um, so yeah, I look forward to seeing more of the amazing work you do. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I've really loved being here. You're welcome. Thanks for listening to The Coaching Circle. We hope you enjoyed the conversation today. Please like, share and subscribe to our podcast to stay up to date with all our latest episodes. You, my friend, are awesome. So keep coaching and keep evolving.